year is 1983 when a mysterious event happened in the quiet town of Hawkins, Indiana. We're Shalom and Courtney, the Happy Hipsters, and we'll be your hosts as we follow the disappearance of a boy, the release of a monster, and the future consequences of the events that night. You're listening to Almost Nerdy. This is Hawkins Talkins. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for episode two of our Hawkins Talking series. Yes. So if you missed the first episode, you are definitely going to want to listen to that one first because we are mm-hmm. going in order of uh-huh. Stranger Things season one and then we'll do season two and season three. Yes. It'll be so much fun. So let's dive right in. Uh, <laughs> okay. So we are going to start with two sentence summary, and then we are going to do our class superlative. Yay! So it is Shalom's <laughs> week to do two sentence summary, and I get to grade him. I get to be judged. Yes, I'm going to judge you <laughs> harshly. Harshly. Okay. So here's here's my go. Naughty Nancy looks around when Barbara is nowhere to be found. People think Joyce is crazy for talking to her in quotes dead baby but the but a monster she saw that nancy encountered before wow mm. <laughs> that's actually really good this was a hard two really episodes hard. a lot happened yeah. i'm going to give you an a minus a minus a minus why the minus only because you left out a lot of the info with like you never said that we found will's body yeah but this i said in quotes dead baby okay yeah. Well, I'm still going to give you a minus because you don't talk about Hopper going to the lab at all. <laughs> okay. okay. A minus. I will take it. I will take it. It's an A. So <laughs> I've it's made an it. A. I've made it. <laughs> it's actually an A for me, not an A minus. <laughs> okay. Class superlative. Yay. So last week we did Barb. Mm-hmm. This week I felt like it really focused on Nancy. A lot of mm. the plot focused on her. So, let's give our class superlative to Nancy. To Nancy. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I think you can go first. Okay. Uh-huh. I would say that Nancy Wheeler is most likely to actually be Nancy Drew. Whoa. She is very inquisitive. Mm. She is mm. up for, like, she'll put herself in danger. And yeah. I'm jumping ahead a little bit of what we've seen for the rest of season one and season two. So she's investigative, pretty much. She's like, yes, she's very, very like investigative. She, wants to know what's going on. she will probably be a journalist, but I like to think Ooh. Nancy Wheeler is actually Nancy Drew. Ooh, that's a good one. Like the, I like the journalist one. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. I, I think, I think Nancy would be the most likely to be an executive at a company. Wow. Mm-hmm. What makes you say that? I mean, she's just very. She's she's a very strong personality. Mm-hmm. You know, she's very strong. She's very she confronts Steve on a lot of things. Mm. She's she she seems like the kind of person who can go into like especially at that time where it was like just men in a room, mm. the kind of person who can just challenge that and yeah. kind of be like, you know, you're so cliche. You're so this. You're so cliche. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I, I think she, she would says be a great executive. Yeah. <laughs> First time I saw that I was like, Yeah, Nancy. And then after seeing season two, I'm like, You're wrong, Nancy. You're wrong Nancy. about him. <laughs> 
I should probably Nancy. also say, hopefully you've seen all of Stranger Things 1 and 2 because we're going to talk about it and we're going to spoil mm. it. So if you haven't seen it, go back, watch mm. it, mm-hmm. and then come and listen to this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So a lot happens in... Again, we're in season one, episode three and four. Mm. A lot happens here. We have a few monster encounters. Mm. Hopper's finding out more about the lab. They find mm. Will's body. Mm. The kids get into um, a big fight about Elle's powers, about mm. all of that. And we get a little bit more background mm. into Elle as a yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. Do you have somewhere that you want to start? Wherever you want to go. Okay. I, I don't have a preference. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about, I think, let's talk about Elle's background a little bit. Mm. I think it's really interesting storytelling the way that they have these flashbacks. Mm. It was really good. Yeah. It was really good, especially with uh, with the Coke uh, can. I think, I thought that was really cool how they transitioned to that. Mm-hmm. It was very smooth transitioning. Yeah. Um, it's it's great story storytelling. Great storytelling. I think it was cool having those like transitioning to the past and coming back mm-hmm. to the present. I thought they did a great job with that. The thing that I really liked about that was, you know, she's in she's in the lab. She has like the thing on her head where they're monitoring her. Yeah. Crushes the coke can easily. Yeah. Then next thing you know, they're sticking a cat in front of her and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to kill that cat. That. Yeah. So you can see that she's not just like a killing machine. Like she wasn't mm. like designed that way. She wasn't mm. like made this way or anything. Mm. But it's more that she's a victim of the circumstance she where is. you can really see that Brenner is experimenting on her and that mm. she's not willingly part of the experiment, mm. which not. I thought was really interesting. Yes. But then you get to see how powerful she is. Mm-hmm. Because they go to put her in that, like, isolation room. Mm-hmm, yeah. And she kills the two guards. And, yeah. like, there is a hole in the wall where she flung the one guard into yeah. the wall. Yeah, it was very interesting. I was going to mention again about mm-hmm. the past as well. Like, if I was to use, you know, two words to describe it, it's with high quality. You know, sometimes when people do, like, a flashback, it's like a gray screen yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it gets old. It's, it's kind of felt old and cliche mm-hmm. when people did that. But I think seeing them do it in in still like the same kind of quality where you're still yes. you're like watching the show yeah you know and being able to see that okay we're seeing the past and the way they did it was very they didn't have like 10 years ago you know didn't have the yeah. words but <laughs> you knew you could follow them and still enjoy the high quality mm. that you were watching so i thought that was really great mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like we can't talk about l without talking about the kids mm. Mm. and like just kind of what that's like I think one of the scenes that I thought was so interesting and it plays into what's going on with Joyce with her seeing all the lights and like feeling like Will is still there mm. is that Elle says that she knows where Will is and mm. she brings him, to, brings the kids to Will's house. Mm. And so like you kind of know like something weird's happening because first of all, like how would she know that that's Will's house? You know what I yeah. mean? Like she's been in isolation all this time and then she's like, he's hiding. Wow. So I think that was kind of like our hint at like something crazy's happening here. Plus, we've also seen Barb. We've actually seen the Upside Down at the beginning of this mm. episode. Yes, we have. So we've seen that like it looks similar. It's got these weird like root things all mm. through it. Yeah. But it's like dark sort of funky, and weird. Like, it's yeah. like weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that was very that was very interesting to see how that interaction happened. Lucas is not convinced. Yeah, he's not he's, about it. He seems... You know, you you can almost tell. I I mean, sometimes you know, sometimes you can have you 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 have another reason for hating someone, mm. but you you keep getting good evidence, mm. so to speak, 
to be like you see that person is bad but your reason for not liking that person is not really the actual reason and then we'll find out later what that is but i think that he has this almost like hatred towards her that's mm-hmm. a little bit over the top yeah i mean he does he does call my god and he's like you look at her you're like l l i love you l l i love you <laughs> so it's like he's clearly jealous you know he's clearly mm. jealous mm. he's known mike for a long time mm. He's jealous that Mm. someone else is coming and taking up all all of Mike's time. Absolutely. The other thing that I love that we learn about the kids is when they're preparing for Operation Mirkwood to try to find out where Will went. Mm. And they're like, okay, what did you bring? And Lucas comes and he's got like a knife. He's Mm. got like his little wrist (laughs) rocket. He's got all these like binoculars. Mm. And what does Dustin bring? Snacks. Snacks. Just junk food. <laughs> just straight up junk food. So I think we also get a little bit bigger of an idea of like their personalities. Like mm. Dustin is mm. so silly. He's mm. so He's innocent so silly. and silly. Oh my gosh. Oh my I can't get over his smile. He's so cute. I cannot get over that <laughs> smile. Like I'm like I'm like that's the most unique smile I've ever seen. Ever. And, and so, and him would just be like, I brought snacks, I'm like this, I'm like that. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's, he's like, he's like, who could I need nourishment? <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not at wrong. All. At oh, all. man. <laughs> and of course, Operation Merkwood gets them to mm. the buyer's house. Yes. Where they're like, he's not here. And then they see all the ambulance go by. And mm. they see Will's body being mm. pulled out of yes. the water. What was uh-huh. your okay? First time around, how did you feel about that scene? Yeah. So this this like I feel like as as the audience or someone who's watching, I felt like I reached a crossroads mm-hmm. where we're still going like, okay, is, is this real? Is this metaphor? Is this you know? You're trying to figure it out, and then you see the body, and I think mentally you hit a crossroads where you're like. What if, like, to be honest, in my mind, I was like, what if the experiments this government group was mm-hmm. doing, what if that was affecting people, people mentally? Yeah, like, it was more like a psycho, like, something, like... Right, right, like, so... Yeah. So, I hit a cross as well, where either you're going to believe that there's an actual monster, there's an actual other dimension, and stuff is happening, or you're going to be like... I think people are being affected by some sort of gas that's mm-hmm. causing you to see stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of where my head my head's at with that. Yeah, I was really torn. I remember the first time seeing it like, no, mm. no. Because also, we saw the scene at the very beginning where Barb's in the pool in mm. the Upside Down. Mm. And we're like, okay. And you've had Elle who has flipped the board over and been like, he's in the Upside Down. Mm. So you have all of these like weird things where you're like, is there another dimension? Like, mm. what's happening? Like, how is yeah. it getting here? And yeah. then we've seen the monster coming out of the wall. We have. There's just, like, a lot of things where it was like, is this mm. for real or is this fake? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I was really, I was, re- I remember being legitimately shocked the first time that I saw them take Will's body out. Yeah. But luckily, that's quickly followed by L playing mm. with the walkie-talkie, and you can hear Will saying, should mm. I stay or should I go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they quickly do a turnaround with yeah. that one. And it all clashes with Joyce seeing, you know, the, the demigorgon in the coming out of the yes. wall. So I think that that almost clashes and it's like, okay, Joyce just saw an actual thing and then we're seeing a body. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, like what's actually happening mm-hmm. here? Can we talk about Joyce with the Christmas lights? This is the episode <laughs> with all where she's hanging so up all the Christmas lights. So creative. The acting is insane. 
insane. I literally, I was just like, the way she was walking, just the way she was walking, going to the store, you know, I can't remember what the store manager's name is. <laughs> and he's just like, just wake me up. <laughs> she wasn't goofing around, but the creativity of putting the Christmas lights, mm-hmm. that was phenomenal. And, and into the Ouija board. Oh my I was word. Like, <gasps> oh my word. It's like insane. Insane. Great writing. Genius. Just genius concept. I think that was that was phenomenal. What would you say? And I've heard this critique before, like by a few people, that Winona Ryder like way overacts that character. Like, how do you feel about that? I I thought it was amazing acting. I think her character is made to annoy you a little bit. Mm. You know what I mean? And and it, was, it does. It annoys me. So, but when I look at her, I don't go like. I remember yesterday, and I was like, look at the way she's walking. Look at that. Look at this. Look at, look at that. And and in my mind, I was like, I don't hate the acting. I love the acting. Mm. It's the character that's, like, getting to me. Yeah. And I think they created it in, in such a great way that that's the dilemma that I found myself with where I was I was struggling with the character. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's what makes for good writing mm. so you, and good acting. And I think that... You people are freaking out not because of oh, the acting. I think they they just the character just gets like they don't so like much. the character. Mm. She's really like Joyce is a very interesting character because yeah. I think she's one of those people that like you expect her to be weak, but she's actually very strong. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that in the first in last episode. Mm. But Jonathan also touches on that when they're in mm. the morgue and she's he's sitting with Hopper. And he's like, yeah, I'm a little nervous, like, that she's going to have another, like, she's an anxious person. I'm nervous she's going to have, like, another mental breakdown. Mm. Like, so this Mm. has clearly happened before. Yeah. But he's like, but she's tough. Mm. She's tough. Very. So. Very tough. I think that it's one of those things where it's like, you I think maybe people want her to be weak. Mm. They expect her to. Yeah. I mean, in in normal scenarios, I, at at least in my mind, I made conclusions of her Mm. in terms of what would her, her ending I was like, yeah, she's she's the kind of character who dies pretty yeah. quickly. But she started to surprise me yeah. a lot. And so that whole scene of her going into the shack, getting the axe, <laughs> when mm-hmm. she's walking with it, she's just like, yeah, she's got she's her like walking with it. And you're like, oh my gosh, she is so determined. She's crazy. But I think a lot of it is just that, yeah, people expected something different. And she turned out to be more badass than yeah what, what, they, what expected. they expected and yeah. i think it kind of kind of scratches at you a little bit as you see her kind of going crazy and i think it's also kind of hard to watch her a little bit because she's so dead set on the fact that will is alive mm. and everybody else is like stop being insane like mm. she has that whole fight with jonathan mm. where jonathan's like mm. while you are talking to light mm. i'm gonna be planning the funeral and she's like planning the funeral for that thing and it's like you could we saw the body you know mm. we saw the body and mm. and it's just like yeah. ugh. she yeah. it, like i think she makes you uncomfortable she's smart too like she's kind of like Show me, here's a birthmark. Here's a mark that yeah. he has on him. And he didn't have the mark. Yeah. And she says, whatever that thing you have in there is not my child. Yeah. So they, they, she was annoying them. And again, it's like, she's asking you to believe something that's like really crazy. Mm-hmm. Like really right. crazy. Like right. she's talking to the lights. There's mm-hmm. a monster coming out of the wall. And after he comes out of the wall, there's no evidence of mm. it. Mm. There's no evidence on the wall that anything came through. Mm. And even at, we see at the very end of the episode, the fourth episode, where the wall actually kind of opens and she's talking to Will through the, like, veil. Yeah, yeah. 
I get really upset about that part because I'm like, if Will just like punched through or if she just punched through, like mm. he could have come into the real world yeah. again because L does that. Yeah. But Elle's strong, though. That's true. L has powers. She has powers. So maybe she's yeah. using her powers a little bit more, but. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, that's kind of part of the drama. And I think it was also a justification, almost a vindication for her where she seeing she was talking to her son through the wall, through lights. And then she's now having an actual conversation yes. briefly. And I thought that was cool. That was cool yeah. of them to do that, to be like, wow, like my son was actually there. So yeah. I, I wasn't being crazy. I also think it's really interesting that the kids get to listen in on that conversation, but they can't mm. hear Joyce. They mm. only hear Will talking. Mm. And we get to kind of hear about the upside mm. down a little bit. Like, mm. it's like home, but it's not. Mm. It's like very dark. It's cold. Mm. Mm. All of that. I'm I'm very interested for the episode where they explain how Will was doing the lights. I'm very interested to hear about that in terms of how 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 did he figure out how to to do the lights and communicate. Did they ever explain that? They never do. They never do. They might not go. They never into do. That. I, I I feel the way the way I'm processing it, and and that's why I like I I let it go because I think I think they are holding it so that they can really reveal that. I mm. think that Will is. is so traumatized by what happened mm-hmm. that it's and he's a kid so that's expected so i i think that eventually he's gonna share it i feel like either next season or the season after mm. the, he's actually gonna be more mature and be able to and more articulate to say okay this is how this i actually survived I like. in in the upside down because mm-hmm. we we want to know i want to know i'm like wow what was it like every day that you yeah. were there you know, how did you survive day one? How did you survive day two? Mm. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's kind of where, what I'm thinking about right now. I'm kind of like, okay, I hope they, they do that at some point. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if they'll dive into that or not. Mm. I think in season three, I think they're going to give Will a break, hopefully. Because mm. season two was very Will-focused, and I think yeah. he went through a lot of trauma. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe eventually they'll have him, like, kind of talk a little bit about the upside down and, mm. like, what that was like. But, mm. I mean, I guess, I guess we'll see. We'll They're see. writers. They can do whatever they want with yeah. it. <laughs> Speaking of trauma, <laughs> we have Barb is missing and Nancy Bob. is trying to figure out where she is. Mm. So let's talk about that thread a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with one kid already missing, that's already like hearing that your friend now is missing. Mm. That's scary. Yeah. And they went missing because you forced them to go to a party. So that's that's like a layer of guilt there. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's scary. It's very very scary. And and yeah, like so that's 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 kind of the most I can say of that. I think she's driven by guilt. She's driven by yeah. by kind of the you know the idea that wow, if anything happened to Bob, it's my fault. Yeah, mm. yeah. And this is this leads to one of the ugliest Steve Harrington moments mm. <laughs> because he's like, well, not the ugliest. There's an uglier one, mm. but. When she's telling him, like, hey, I think Barb was eaten by this monster because, like, Mm. I went back to your house and Mm. I saw this thing in the woods. Mm. Steve is like, we can't contact the cops. Like, we were drinking. We're Mm. underage. Like, we'll all get in trouble. Like, we Mm. can't do this. Mm. And she's like, Barb might be dead. And Mm. you care about getting in trouble. Mm. But I also think that Steve's reaction is very real. Mm. I think a lot of people feel that way. I mm. think a lot of people, when they were doing something bad and it mm. led to something worse, like they mm. don't want to confess the bad thing that's kind of minor. Mm. Yeah, I think I think 
he dismisses what she says. Yeah. And then he just goes like, you're being crazy. Mm. And just moves on. Mm-hmm. One not wanting to, to talk about that. And I think that in his mind, he's kind of going like, she's been, she's just been crazy. Mm-hmm. He's just focusing on the thing that he knows is like real. Is yeah. That his That's parents true. will actually, you know, <laughs> mess him up if they find out yeah. that he had a party at his house, at their house. Then also speaking of ugly Steve Harrington moments, mm. we have the whole Jonathan Byers gets caught developing those photos mm. <laughs> that are pretty bad. Yeah. And, um, Steve smashes the camera. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Totally understandable. If 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 I was having, you know, a party somewhere and then I just saw photos of that party, I, I would I would be upset. Yeah. I would be upset. And I and his reaction, smashing the camera, obviously, I mean, you don't need to smash the camera. Just take the camera. Yeah. You know, take it somewhere to you know, the headmaster or something like that. You guys are... No, well, we don't, don't have, have headmasters. headmasters. <laughs> <laughs> to the principal. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, take it to the principal and, and, you know, whatever. But smash the camera. Mm. But they're kids. They're kids. Yeah, you know, they're kids. They don't, they like, don't think if, about if it. I was, if I was in high school and, you know, like, I would probably just react to a situation without thinking too much about it yeah mm. i know it like hurts my heart a little bit because i like think like jonathan's family is like clearly poor and like that's like a pretty nice camera that he yes. has and i'm just like oh, the chances that he'll get another camera like that are so slim yeah <laughs> like, it's yeah, so slim true. and like oh true. man that killed me a little bit true but it also leads to a good part because nancy picks up the ripped up photos from the ground mm. because she sees that Barb is in one of the photos. Mm. And then later when she tapes them together, we can actually see the monster. So we have mm. proof that there is a monster lurking yeah. around Hawkins. Mm-hmm. So it does lead to something good, but it was also the worst yeah, at the same time. It is. It is. Yeah, this these two episodes I think are really important because like we are getting so many of like the little threads are kind of mm. like intertwining and we mm. can see what's happening. So mm. We're watching what Nancy and Jonathan are figuring out with the monster, but then we're also seeing Hopper Mm. and what Hopper's figuring out. So Mm. Hopper spends a lot of time at the lab, Mm. and Mm. he he goes there, and they lied about the footage. Mm -hmm. He's asking what they're doing and all that. He's like, Mm. I just need to rule you out, but clearly he's getting more suspicious of them. So then he Mm. goes to the library and he starts looking up all that information. Mm. And that's crazy because you start to see children stolen from mothers. You see, like, that Brenner's been doing mm. these weird experiments on people. Mm. So I just thought that that was really interesting that Hopper yeah. starts going there. And then he, he goes and he beats up the statey. Mm-hmm. And mm. that's what ultimately leads him to to break into that to the yeah. autopsy office. Yeah. And see that yeah. Will's body is a fake. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You you get to see his skills a bit more. Mm. His investigative skills. Mm-hmm. He's a cop from a from a big city, and and probably he was an investigator. He was a detective, mm-hmm. and so you can you start to see. Okay, this guy is like super smart. Mm-hmm. He's very good at, you know, because it's a small town. So you'd expect, you know, if he was a small town sheriff who who only had small town sheriff experience, for him not to really like question too much mm-hmm. it's more because life is simple yeah. you know and like you know things things you have weird stuff happen once in a while and and so i don't think the scientists expected to encounter like the sheriff to be like from this big town who is super smart yeah who's able to actually like 
ask questions and investigate and find out the truth. Yeah. So I think that's what I I I found that really impressive. I was I was really impressed by how Harper really displays his skills throughout. Mm-hmm. You know those two ep- episodes is that he's like, yeah, I'll I'll find out the truth, and he does. I like the combo of Joyce to Hopper because Hopper's very evidence based and Joyce is very feelings based. Mm. So the combo of them, I think, is really interesting because she's telling him something and he's mm. kind of the disbeliever and he's becoming more of a believer mm. as things go mm. on. Mm. And I think that that's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you were Hopper, would you believe Joyce? Wow. I wouldn't. But I would, I would empathize highly, highly empathize. Yeah. But at the same time, Hopper is seeing stuff happening with these science experiments, mm-hmm. and so obviously you start to think. I I think he's not even thinking like, okay, there's an upside down and all that stuff. I yeah. think he, but he definitely knows something weird is happening. Yeah, he doesn't know how it's all connected, but he he's he's you know his spidey sense is tingling. <laughs> his spidey sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. If I was Hopper or Jonathan, I would have a really hard time mm-hmm. with Joyce. Like, I'd have a really yeah. hard time. I'd be like, get your crap together. Let's just do the funeral. Mm. And we'll go on from there. Mm. Like, he's not in the lights. He's mm. not anywhere. Like, stop yeah. being crazy. Yeah. But, again, like you said, I don't think that Hopper's expecting it to be, like, another dimension. But I mm-hmm. think he's thinking, like, maybe he saw something. Like, maybe Will saw something mm. and they killed him. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's what he's thinking. Like something crazy happened to Will, or they yeah. kidnapped him, mm-hmm. or something like that. Like mm-hmm. something has happened to Will. He saw something he shouldn't have. He yes. was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that I really love about Stranger Things is it's like Easter eggs on Easter eggs on Easter eggs. Like there's mm. so many Easter eggs in here. Mm. And there were two things that I picked up on this time. Mm. There's. Right before Hopper goes into the autopsy office, there's mm. a cop standing outside and he's got a book and it's got Stephen King's face on it. And he's like, yeah. that's a t- like, that's a rough dog or something like that. Yeah. And he's talking about Cujo, mm. which I thought was like pretty cool because yeah. Stephen King was a really big influence for the Duffer brothers mm. who wrote mm. the script. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a really fun Easter egg. Yeah. yeah. And then the second Easter egg that I picked up on is when Nancy is in class and she's thinking about Barb. Mm. they're quoting the heart of darkness Mm. so the heart of darkness is a book and there's a lot of like really interesting parallels Mm. so in the book the narrator is from i think it's from like london or something like that and he is going to find someone in the heart of darkness which is in the congo so he it goes with this trading company deep into the congo and the Mm. whole time he's talking a lot about like the differences between the civilized and uncivilized, but Mm. also the similarities. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting because Mm. we do have the upside down, yeah, which is very, very similar to Hawkins. It's basically Mm. Hawkins, but dark. Mm. So Mm. I thought that was really interesting. So then there's also the company, which is in the heart of darkness. And Mm. basically the company justifies committing really evil things Mm. because of patriotism. And I think that you can really compare that to Mm. Brenner and what the Hawkins lab is doing. Wow. Because they are doing these terrible experiments on L and like justifying it because they're like, well, we're going to find the Russians. Like, it's fine. We're going to find the Russians. Like, it's it's based on 
patriotism. Mm, wow. So they're justifying wow. what they're doing because wow. of that. And wow. then one of the last things that happens is the narrator is trying to find this one guy the whole yeah. time because he's sick and all that. So yeah. they finally find him in the heart of darkness and they bring him out. Mm. And I'm pretty sure he dies, if mm. I remember the plot correctly, because he was basically poisoned mm. by the other place. And wow. this is jumping ahead. But Will, mm. at the very end, is like saying that he's fine. Mm. But he vomits out the thing from the Upside Down. Mm. So I thought that was kind of interesting because it would. I think that shows like mm. they were showing that Heart of Darkness like changes you, and mm. they're showing here that the Upside Down changes you as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of like. Yeah. I just oh think gosh. that those parallels are so interesting. Like I love yeah. the one from the last episode with yeah. X Men One Three Four, and now yeah. we have this. So I'm yeah. really interested to go back and like kind of discover these Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's exciting when you when you actually pick up on those things that they they just put in there, mm-hmm. and sometimes sometimes I ask myself, is there anything that is actually really original? <laughs> you know, and like and I love just the like show in general. absolutely in general. I absolutely love the show, so I'm not beating down on the show, but it makes me kind of go, do we are we constantly recycling old ideas? And changing them into something mm. different, even slightly different enough for people to enjoy. Well, they even say like Star Wars was one of the most like original things that came out. Yes. But really, if you think about it, it's just a samurai movie that it was is. set in space. Mm-hmm. It's literally like just a samurai movie that was set yeah. in space. And that's yeah. the only thing that makes it different. But a lot of the themes are like themes that you see all the time. Mm. But they also say that that's what makes something lasts like that's what makes True. people still love star wars now mm. is the fact that it's full of themes that already anyone exists. can come like anyone mm. can like and mm-hmm. can relate to mm-hmm. yeah so people so basically people don't change it's presentation it's that the changes. presentation that changes yep that's interesting now that we've gone deep do you want to go into themes let's go into themes, themes. heroes and weirdos and i'm pulling this from the fight i mentioned it a little bit earlier i'm pulling this from the fight that lucas and mike have where lucas is saying that l is a weirdo and Mm. then dustin and mike kind of like come to her defense and they're like no she's a hero she's like the x-men and then they're like well the x-men were considered weirdos Mm. i just i love how their whole life is like all references (laughs) to like nerdy things because that's essentially my life i'm like that as well (laughs) I was just thinking about how interesting that is and Mm. how that's like something that you see a lot. We even saw that within the Marvel Cinematic Universe Mm. in our last series that we did called um, Countdown to Infinity. Mm -hmm. In the Civil War one, we talked a lot about the Sokovia Accords and how people were afraid and they Mm. called like these superheroes weirdos. Mm. And then Mm. they were like, we're going to legislate you because of that. Mm. And... It just got me thinking about kind of, like, the real life of that. Like, what does it look like when we have, like, heroes slash weirdos? Because I think they almost go hand in hand. Like, Mm. in order to be a hero, you kind of have to be a weirdo. Like, Mm. (laughs) you have to be someone who stands out, who's doing something that others aren't doing. The one example that really kind of stuck out in my head from, like, my everyday life is Mm. at our church, we have a group called Just Love. Mm. And they 
are the foster slash adoption network Mm -hmm. and you know they have their own support groups they've got like all their classes that they do Mm -hmm. they do fundraisers and everything and some people really look at them like they're weirdos they're like Mm -hmm. stop talking about this stop telling me how many children need to be adopted stop telling me how -hmm. many people are in the foster system and i think sometimes when people are really passionate about that something especially something like social justice like you'll see it also with people who advocate for like gun like gun control people who advocate for immigrants people who advocate for refugees like things like that sexism racism like all those things people Mm. who advocate for those Mm. are often seen as weirdos and but a lot of people would also view them as heroes because Mm. they're like you're advocating on my behalf yeah and that makes you a hero Mm. so i think it's one of those things where it's like where are you a weirdo or where are you willing to be a weirdo Mm. in order to be a hero for someone else wow that's good yeah that's so good yeah like when you talk to people you know who are very active in social justice issues Mm. and they talk about it they you know, yeah, there there are moments where you you kind of want to shrink back a little bit because mm. it's like it's getting a little weird. But yeah. it's like they're they're talking about real things, especially if you're if you're dealing with maybe sometimes a system that has been there for a very long time mm. and something that's normal, especially even sexism. Yeah, you know, when I remember being younger and you know, girls who are more you know who are feminists, like talking about things that to me were just normal it's like just normal yeah. life i'm just like you know why can't i just like be like do my own thing whatever this is the way things are and 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 then being brave enough to say no like the, the cat calling is not a good thing yeah you know just you know leave the girl alone and and for me it was like you're so weird and those girls were actually kind of painted to be weird and so mm-hmm. that's just something that you know it's sad that society does make you know, people who stand up for for justice and and for equality and so forth to be to seem like weirdos. But mm-hmm. it's so weird though how you do see statues and you know history usually elevates those people. As time goes yeah. on, history always elevates them. Yeah. And so we see Martin Luther, you see all these names who at that time I'm sure there were a lot of people like, Oh, look at this guy. But you know, history always elevates mm-hmm. them. Yeah. All right. My my theme is determination. I I just thought Joyce was crazy determined. Also, I thought Harper was crazy determined, and mm-hmm. and Nancy. Yeah. You can see this this thread of of people who have questions mm-hmm. and they need answers. Yes. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was awesome to see. I thought that they really showed their skill and i took us about skill a lot with joyce you see the creativity the level of creativity that comes out with nancy with nancy going into the bush yeah you know like that investigation <laughs> so you see that they start to like their superpowers in quotes begin to show mm. as they are facing a situation where they they have to be determined to find out what really happened and for joyce uh it's to get a kid back yeah. so i think that that was really cool and then for the kids who are now going like, we're on a mission to bring Will back. <laughs> yeah. And so you start to see now these these people are going off on these missions yeah. to 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 you know to bring Will back or Barbara or find out the truth. 
and you begin to see wow like you, you start to see their characters a bit more you see the colors of their personalities and i thought that was awesome to see yeah i definitely think that you see a lot of determination in this show there's a yeah. lot of like people are telling them that person's gone or there's like nothing you can do about it and mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. no like mm-hmm. the, you have these like three little kids mm. who are like no, we're going to mm. find our friend. Like, we don't know what it looks like, but we're going to do it. Like, yes. we're, we're maybe not adults, but yes. we're going to do this. Yes. And yes. they bring candy. Candy. <laughs> and a knife. <laughs> and a wrist rocket. <laughs> oh, I just think it's so funny. Even the determination of them getting to, like, the AV club. Like, one of my favorite things is when they dress up Elle to, like, make her look like a girl. I'm just, like, the idea of, like, a little, like, 11-year-old boy being, like, this is how you put on makeup. <laughs> He's, like, putting makeup on <laughs> that Elle. Was a, that was amazing. That's, like, so funny to me. <laughs> like, just that whole part of they put the wig on her and the yeah. little dress. And it's, like, yeah. I love when they put the dress on her because I'm, like... No other girls in the school are wearing an outfit like Elle. Like, she looks so out of place, but, like, in their head, they're like, girls wear pink dresses. Like, it's just, like, part of their determination, you know? Oh, I just think it's so funny. And Hopper, like, I think Hopper is is one of the biggest ones where he's just like, I'm going to figure out this mystery, like, and I might have to, like, punch a state trooper. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I, at the very end, he's going up to the Hawkins lab and he's he's cutting Mm -hmm. a hole in the fence. Mm. he's cutting a hole in the fence yeah and he's the sheriff yeah and he's the sheriff and i'm like oh my goodness i jumping back a little bit to the makeup they did a great job okay i'm not a makeup person okay i could be i could be wrong but i was convinced i was i was like that looks, i was expecting her to look like a clown to have like really red cheeks and because i was like okay like i'm like come on guys you guys why are you doing makeup it's gonna be look really bad and it looked great and at least he to me. He just put a little blush on her. He didn't yeah. really do anything. <laughs> but you see, it's those little subtleties that I was impressed that they did it that well. That's you know? true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are done. We're going to round it up. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us again. Um, if you are looking for more Almost Nerdy podcasts to listen to, we have recently just finished our first mini series, Countdown mm. to Infinity, yeah. where we went through the entire... Um, MCU, mm-hmm. every movie in order yeah. from Iron Man 1 to Endgame. Mm-hmm. So if you want more fun, more nerdiness, yep. I encourage you to dive into that. Mm. Or you could just wait till next week for our next episode of Hawkins Talkin'. Yay. And speaking of fun, our Instagram is rockin'. Yes. It is rockin'. I'm having fun. I'm having fun being there. <laughs> <laughs> We're always doing things in our stories, mm-hmm. whether it's voting about characters or we like to do fun nerdy facts. Mm-hmm. Like last week, we talked about X-Men 134. Mm-hmm. So we will be talking about something else fun this week. Probably Star Wars because they talk about Star Wars a lot in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on this almost nerdy journey. 